0: If you clicked on this, it's likely because you want to grow your Instagram in 2024. And also, I'm going to assume that maybe you haven't had the best luck growing so far, or maybe you had some success in the past, but the strategies that you're using just aren't providing the same results. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that one of the strategies you're using to grow on Instagram is hashtags. And even if that's not one of the strategies that you're using to grow on Instagram, that's most likely something that you've heard. You need to use this number of hashtags. You have to use this kind of hashtags and hashtags are absolutely essential for growing. But honestly, that's not true. And that's why in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my top tips for SEO and keywords in order to get more reach results and engagement on your Instagram in 2024. Instagram is a beast. There is no lie that every single week the algorithm changes, there's a million new features, there's so much to keep track of, so much you have to worry about, and all you're trying to do is grow your business, trying to get more customers and make more sales on Instagram. That is why we created the Insta Club Hub, to help you learn exactly what you need to know, to stay up to date with the changes that are actually relevant to you as a business owner, and to help you grow your following and customer base on Instagram. You can check it out, best part, for only $7. You can join a two-week trial for only $7. That's 50 cents per day for two weeks. And all you have to do to grab that trial offer is go to instaclubhub.com forward slash trial. Again, that link will be down in the description. But right now, while you're listening, you can just open up your Safari browser or whatever internet browser you use and just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash trial. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Brock Johnson, and it's my job to help you grow on Instagram. I've personally grown my own following by over 600,000 followers, and I've helped tens of thousands of our insta Club of members grow their accounts as well. I've personally been an Instagram coach for about seven or eight years now, and there's definitely been a lot of changes over that time. One of the biggest changes, if not the biggest change on Instagram in regards to how you grow your following is in regards to hashtags. When I first got started with this Instagram coaching business, one of my primary courses that is no longer available. Was called help with hashtags. And in fact, that was my best selling course, not because I had great marketing or because I had some secret sauce, but because hashtags were popular. And back in 2016, 2017 and 2018, hashtags were a real essential way that you could grow on Instagram. You could, if you were using the right hashtags, strategically grow your following and increase your engagement. Pretty reliably. There was a noticeable difference when you were using hashtags versus when you weren't. And so it was true for many years that if you wanted to grow your following and build a business on Instagram, you had to have an excellent hashtag strategy. And now, before we go any further, let me just say that hashtags absolutely can still be effective. In fact, just a few weeks ago on Build Your Tribe, we released an episode that I did about how to use hashtags effectively, and I shared some of my top tips and strategies. But what I said in that episode and what I will repeat to you right now is that although they used to be extremely effective and reliable and they can still be effective, they are no longer as reliable and they are no longer something that are make it or break it for your Instagram. And to be completely honest, unless you are using banned hashtags or you are egregiously or maliciously using a really, really bad hashtag strategy, like you're spamming hashtags or you're using hashtags in some sort of like inauthentic way that's going to get you blocked and go against Instagram's community guidelines, you're probably not going to have a negative side effect. There's probably not going to be any negative outcome for using hashtags. However, with that being said, I do believe that a lot of people focus on hashtags, they stress out over hashtags, and they spend a lot of time, energy, resources, even money to try to get the perfect hashtag list. And I do think that that can indirectly lead to negative results, not because of the hashtags necessarily, but because the time you're spending, the energy, the resources you're spending on creating that perfect list— could be better spent on other areas, such as creating higher quality content, increasing your quantity of content, or focusing on other areas of your business where you're going to see a better return on investment than stressing out over your hashtags. So if you're someone who doesn't put very much time, energy, or effort into your hashtags, yet you see results from them, by all means, don't let me stop you. Keep using them. But if you're someone who stresses out over them, who spends multiple minutes, if not hours, every single week researching hashtags and trying to come up with the perfect list for every post, and you feel like you can't post your post until you get this perfect list of hashtags ready, well, then I want to give you the freedom by relieving you of that responsibility. In fact, earlier this year, the social media company Hootsuite did a study where they posted multiple posts that were essentially the exact same content. And all they did was change the amount of hashtags placed on the post. Three of the posts had only three hashtags, and the other three posts had 30 hashtags, which for those of you who don't know, that's the maximum amount of hashtags you can use. You can use up to 30 hashtags on every feed post. And what Hootsuite saw was almost zero noticeable difference between the two different categories. Whether you used three or 30, they only saw a slight increase for the group that used significantly more hashtags. So that in and of itself, that study shows us, even though it's not a super widespread or diverse study, that does give us an idea of the ineffectiveness or at least the unreliability of hashtags. Another clue that we have that hashtags are less of a central growth strategy on Instagram in 2024 is that they have completely gotten rid of the recents category within hashtags. It used to be that when you would look up a hashtag on Instagram, there would be two separate categories, one for top posts and one for recent posts. The recent posts was literally anyone who had ever used that hashtag in reverse chronological order so you could see everyone who's recently used it. But Instagram recently got rid of that. Adam Mosery, the CEO of Instagram on his Instagram stories, said that it was because people were abusing the recent section. They were spamming hashtags in order to dominate those sections. And it just became too much for Instagram as a company, as a staff to keep up with and to keep an eye on all the millions of different hashtags. So they just decided as a policy to remove that feature altogether which means you can now only get discovered on a hashtag if your post becomes one of the top posts within that hashtag. So that alone significantly decreases the likelihood of being discovered and the challenges presented around getting extra engagement or reach or views from using those hashtags. So with all of that being said, what the heck are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to get discovered? The answer is keywords. Now, what the heck is a keyword? A keyword, you know, there's a lot of different definitions. There's, you could get lost in the SEO mumbo jumbo of website design, blog writing, copywriting, all that good stuff. But essentially a keyword is a word that people would be looking for in order to discover you. So let's think about some keywords that might relate to this episode that you're watching or listening to right now. Some keywords that relate to this episode are Instagram hashtags, Instagram SEO, growing on Instagram, growing your following, Instagram keywords, getting discovered, those sorts of things. Those are keywords or keyword phrases that relate to this episode. And I know we might struggle to come up with some keywords, so in just a second, I'll give you four different ways that you can come up with keywords. But once you come up with them, I will also give you the eight different areas of Instagram where you can include these keywords. And before we even get into any of this, it's important to recognize that a big reason that Instagram hashtags are less effective now in 2024 than they were in the past is that The Instagram artificial intelligence, the algorithms that run Instagram have become much more intelligent and they're able to scan and read and look at a wide variety of factors to help categorize our posts. So in the past, Instagram needed you to put hashtag pizza on your picture of a pizza in order to tell that this was a picture of a pizza and then show it to people who were looking up hashtag pizza. But now Instagram doesn't need us to add these hashtags in order to categorize our content. Instead, the computer and the artificial intelligence, these algorithms can look at the photo of a pizza and say, that's a photo of a pizza. They can read our caption and not even look at the hashtags, just literally read the plain text in our caption and say, oh, hey, this person was talking about a cheese pizza that they got in New York City. And they are able to, and when I say they, of course, I'm referring to the computers, they're able to figure out what our posts are about. Basically, over the last decade plus, Instagram has gotten a lot better at doing its job. So they no longer have to rely on us to do that for them. And that's why hashtags were originally created. That's why they were invented. They weren't invented as a marketing tool. Hashtags were invented as a categorization tool so that people could categorize and tag their posts. But now, not only has Instagram improved all of these backend computers that can figure out what your posts are about, they have done this strategically because they know that Instagram is one of the world's biggest search engines. People under the age of 25 use Instagram and TikTok to search for things more than Google. And if you include YouTube with that duo, so you have YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, those three combine to make up the world's biggest search engine. Plus, even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's not me, I still use Google to look things up, or that's not my demographic my demographic is 65 plus and we still look up things on the internet. Well, when you look up things on Google, oftentimes you're going to get results from TikTok or from Instagram or from Facebook or from YouTube. And so including these keywords, these terms in your social media content and specifically what we're talking about today is including them in your Instagram content. It allows you to show up not just in Instagram search, but more broadly in Google and just general internet searches. But again, let's go back to this topic of keywords because it's the keywords that are going to make the difference. And for this to work, for keywords to actually provide a benefit for you, you need to empathize with your customers. And to stand on my little soapbox for just a second, I think one of the greatest and most underrated skills that any entrepreneur, any business owner, any social media creator can have is empathy for their ideal customer or follower the better you can empathize with your ideal customer or follower, the better content you can create, because then the content you're creating is speaking directly to them. You're able to solve their problems, talk about their issues, address their concerns. And these are concerns, not only that they have, these are concerns and problems and issues that they know they have. And I feel like oftentimes us content creators or entrepreneurs, we fall into this trap where we are creating content for what we think their problem is or even what we know their problem is, but it's a problem that they don't know they have. And so if you are making content that is addressing a problem that they don't know that they have or that they don't even have at all, they're not going to pay attention. They're not going to listen. And that can extend into whatever kind of content you create. It doesn't just have to be problem solving content. If it's making jokes, right? Like humor, memes, that sort of relatable content. If you can't empathize with your ideal follower or customer, then you're going to be creating relatable content that's only relatable to you and only makes sense to you, but kind of falls flat to them. Being able to empathize with them is how you create better offers, better products, and better solutions for your customers. And it's also a skill, and I call it a skill because I do think it's something that can be trained and something that you can improve upon, but it's a skill that once you have, it will allow you to seamlessly, without even thinking about it, include keywords and words that they would be looking up, words that they would understand, words that they would be searching for in your copywriting, in your content, in your scripts, and in your posts. But it's not something that everyone is great at, and ultimately, even if you are great at it, it's oftentimes very nice to be able to use some of these advanced data analytics tools that exist on the internet to confirm what you were thinking or just help you if you're struggling with the creativity of coming up with keywords. And again, just to remind you, a keyword or keyword phrase is any word or combination of words that your ideal audience would be searching for in order to find you and your niche. So my four ways that you can easily come up with keywords for your social media is number one, Good old ChatGPT. Go over to ChatGPT and you can either reverse this prompt by telling ChatGPT, Hey ChatGPT, I need you to help me come up with a series of keywords for Instagram before doing so. Please ask me questions to better understand my Instagram content and my Instagram audience. Then ChatGPT will ask you a series of questions. When you answer those questions, it will give you a series of keywords or you could just use a simple prompt for ChatGPT telling it that you need its help in creating keywords for your Instagram. Your Instagram is about X, Y, and Z. Your average follower is insert their demographics. You could talk more about who your ideal audience is, what your goals are on Instagram. And then theoretically, ChatGPT will give you at least some decent starters for potential keywords that you could include in your social media content. My second tool that I'm going to recommend for you, and this is one of my favorites that I've been recommending for years, is called Answer the Public. Go to answerthepublic.com and you can type in a keyword or two of your own that describe your industry or your niche. So I might do Instagram growth. You might do beginner rock climbing or cake baking or skiing tips or whatever it may be. Then when you hit enter, Answer the Public will give you every single top search result broken down by different categories so it will give you the top search result for beginner skier that starts with the word how so how to dress for a beginner skier how to learn to ski for beginners all of those it will give you everything in alphabetical order so any search query that starts with the letter a and includes beginner skier so a beginner ski hill, things like that. It is insane how much data they give you at the time of recording this. I believe you get three free queries per day, but really you should only need maybe one or two to type in the main keyword that describes your industry. It's a very, very useful tool because it's literally giving you the data from Google to help you figure out what people are actually searching for. And a quick little sidebar, not only is this great for keywords and figuring out what phrases to include in your posts, this is great to just come up with your posts in general, because these are literally the things that people are looking up because these are the things that people want to know. Another awesome tool that was designed exactly for what we are talking about today is called keywordtool.io you can visit that website and it will give you a big list of keywords it also includes their strength their popularity all that good stuff that you might want to know highly recommend that tool and then the fourth tool that I'm going to share with you is by SEMrush SEMrush has their own keyword tool you can go to SEMrush.com or just Google it and you should be able to find SEMrush's keyword tool all four of these tools are very helpful for you in coming up with the phrases and words to include in your posts but speaking of including them in your posts There are different areas that you should include them and even areas outside of your post itself where you should be including these phrases and these keywords in order to be discovered more by your audience. That's number one. But number two, when your audience does discover you, they're able to see the words that they're searching for, the words that they are looking up, the problems that they know they have. And then they're more likely to follow you or engage with your content because it's clear to them you are essentially making jokes that make sense to them. You're addressing problems that they know that they have. And so they are more likely to engage and or follow. I'm sure you've had an experience before where you saw someone's post and you thought it was super funny or super educational or whatever. And you're like, this is great. And you tapped on their bio and then you read through their bio and you're like, oh my gosh, it feels like this person was made for me. It feels like this person is speaking directly to me and you pressed follow. And at the same time, you've probably had the opposite happen where you saw a great post, something that was super relatable or inspirational or educational. And you clicked on their page and their bio just kind of rambled on about how many kids they have and how many fur babies they have and what their astrological sign is and how they're a black belt and this thing and it's like i don't really care about any of that i came here for this one specific post that you made but now i can see that that's not really your thing that's not really your area you don't really appeal to me. So that was a great post, but that's kind of where it stops. And really the difference between the two is, yes, the second person isn't continuing to post about the same topic, a la they're not posting about the same niche, but also it's the keywords. It's the phrases and the terms that that person is using in their content, in their bio, etc., that is telling you whether that person really knows their stuff or not. So with all of that being said, I have eight different areas where you can be thoughtful about including your keywords. Again, you're going to use those four tools. Well, really five, if you include the tool of your own empathy, you're going to use those five tools in order to come up with keywords, keywords that relate to your content, keywords that relate to your account, keywords that relate to what you do. And then you're going to include them in the following eight areas in order to improve your searchability and thus grow your following, reach more people and boost your engagement in 2024. Area number one is in your spoken audio. So first and foremost, you should be doing direct to Camera reels, just like I am recording this right now, directly into the mic, directly into the camera. Your followers want to hear your voice. They don't just want to see you lip syncing trending audios. They don't want to just see B roll background videos of you working at your desk with some pretty music and some inspirational text on the screen. They want to hear your voice. They want to build that trust with you and they want to get to know you. And when you are recording with your voice, when you are doing these spoken audio direct to camera reels, you should be thoughtful about the words that you are using. Because yes, Instagram is listening. Instagram is literally transcribing what you are saying and it's able to use that information to categorize your content and thus show it to the right people. So when you are writing your scripts for your reels, make sure to include your keywords. Or if you use some sort of script writing tool, make sure you give that tool your keywords so that it can make sure to include some of those keywords and phrases into your scripts. The second area to include keywords is in the on screen text, whether it's the text that pops up throughout your real, or if you have like an infographic or a text post or a carousel post with lots of different text on the screen, maybe you made it in Canva or whatever, just make sure that at least on some of those pages or at least some of the text that is showing up and visible on the screen, make sure that those are keywords. Now, I am not saying to just pop a bunch of keywords into the last slide of your carousel. Like you've made a 10 slide carousel. And then on slide 10, you're putting like a list of a hundred different keywords and phrases that you think your audience would be looking up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to do instead is to organically massage those keywords into the actual content. So earlier, I gave you a list of ideas of keywords that might relate to this episode. Some of those keywords were Instagram hashtags, Instagram growth, Instagram keywords, Instagram SEO, get discovered, grow on Instagram. And all of those phrases are phrases that I have organically said in this episode. I haven't just typed out a long list of keywords down in the show notes or in the description. I have literally said them in this episode, just like I'm recommending you do the same with your Instagram post. Organically speak or say the keywords, mix them in. Into to the sentences and phrases that you are saying and mix them in to the on-screen text. Also, speaking of on-screen text, there is this rumor flying around Instagram. Every time I say that, I feel like that scene from Elf where they're like, there's a rumor going around that the parents do it. But anyways, I digress. There's a rumor going around on Instagram, a made up strategy that some people say works, that when you record your reel, you should do the opposite of what i just said which is take a list of your hashtags or take a list of your keywords paste them onto the reel and then make them like really 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 small so that no one can really read them and make them the same color as the background so that they blend in so then no one really knows that those keywords are there but the algorithm can read them and then the algorithm can detect that and make sure to show you to more people and listen. I think it's a good idea and it's definitely something that, sure, go ahead, you can test it. And I'm sure some people have had results, but every time we've tested it and we've tested this well over a dozen times on a wide variety of counts now, we have not gotten any sort of conclusive results. So if what I just described doesn't even make sense to you, forget about it. If what I just described to you is something that you're doing and it's not working, Again, forget about it. If it's something that you're doing and it is working, then go ahead and keep doing it. But I know that rumor is flying around and maybe you had that question when you showed up to listen to this podcast today. But from what we found, there is no conclusive evidence that suggests that adding a list of hashtags or a list of keywords to your reel, then pinching it down to making it super small and making it blend in with the background is going to give you any sort of noticeable bump or engagement boost. All right, moving on now, the third way that you can include SEO and keywords in your posts is in the caption itself, where in the past you used to have to write your caption and then include your hashtags, maybe at the bottom of your caption. Now you can just include those keywords and those phrases organically into the actual sentences and words and phrases that you're using in your caption. And that's good enough. And again, remember Instagram is scanning all of this. In fact, there was one report that Instagram tracks over, get this 50 thousand different data points on every single post that means they're looking at a lot more than just the hashtags that you copy and paste it they're also moving on to number four the fourth area to include seo and keywords is they're looking at your comments they're looking at what other people are commenting on your post and what you are commenting in response to those people. So let's say I make a post about becoming a barber and I get a bunch of comments from people within my community asking me questions about what's the best shaving kit to use, what's the best cream to use, what kind of barber school did I go to? I don't know if any of these terms are right. I just got my haircut, so this is on my mind. But Instagram is able to read all of those comments from myself and from everyone else in my community and that helps give Instagram an idea as to what my content is about and thus whom my content should be shown to. All right. So all of those first four are related to your post, right? It's the spoken audio, the on-screen text, which I should add includes the closed captioning, the actual caption below your post and the comments that are left in the comment section. All four of those relate to your actual content, but there are also other areas of your Instagram profile that can also benefit from having keywords and SEO optimization, or I guess it's just SEO because SEO stands for search engine optimization. I haven't said that already, but in case you were wondering. That's what SEO stands for. All right, moving on. The fifth different area where you can include keywords and improve your SEO is in your actual bio. Now, a few years ago, Instagram gave us the ability to add hashtags to our bio, but then very quickly after that, they made the entire bio somewhat searchable. So unfortunately, every single word that you type in your bio is not directly searchable. If I type peanut butter cupcake in my bio and you search peanut butter cupcake, you're not going to directly and immediately find my account. But if I were to include peanut butter cupcake in my bio, that would help Instagram suggest me when people are looking that up. I hope that distinction makes sense. I know that might be a little bit confusing. Basically the words in your bio are not directly searchable, but they do aid Instagram in general in categorizing your account. So all of this being said, that's why my fifth tip for you or my fifth area, where you should consider the keywords and the phrases that you're using is in your bio. In your bio, you don't want to be using insider lingo, terms that you've made up, expressions that only really make sense to you. You want to use phrases and keywords and terms that are known and searched for by your ideal customer or follower base. One area of your profile that is directly and 100% searchable, and this one might be the most overlooked area of your entire Instagram profile in regards to your searchability and discoverability, is what I like to call your Instagram title. Your Instagram title technically is what's known as your Instagram name. It's the bold text right below your profile picture when you are looking at your Instagram profile. And because this is called your Instagram name, most people just put their first and last name on this line. However, anything you put on this line is directly searchable. If I put peanut butter cupcake on my Instagram title line or on my Instagram name line, then anyone who searched peanut butter cupcake on Instagram would immediately find me. And earlier this year, Instagram actually expanded this line. They didn't really tell anyone about this, but they expanded it from, I believe, what used to be 36 characters to now 54 characters, which means that you can now add a lot more to that line. You could theoretically, add your name and add your searchable title or keyword terms that you wanna make sure you have on there so that you can be discovered. So if you take a look at my Instagram, on my Instagram name line, AKA my Instagram title, it says Instagram growth coach. So that anyone who's looking to grow on Instagram and is looking for an Instagram growth coach, when they search that, when they look up that keyword term, they will find me. So you have homework from this episode and that homework is if you get nothing else from today's episode, I want you to fix your Instagram title, AKA your Instagram name, the line where right now you probably have just your first and last name. Maybe you have some emojis or some random terms. I want you to really take a close look at that line and make sure that it includes either some sort of title for yourself or some sort of keywords that relate to your account. And whether it's a title or keywords that relate to your account, we need to make sure that those terms are searchable and are searched for at a relatively high volume by by your ideal follower or customer. Speaking of your profile, the one last area that I think you might have already assumed is searchable and where you might want to include keywords is in your username itself. So if I didn't already have a following and if I wasn't already known as Brock 11 Johnson, I might consider changing my Instagram username to Instagram Coach Brock or Brock underscore Instagram guy or Brock underscore IG growth coach or Brock underscore IG coach. So that I could include those keywords in my username and thus improve or increase the likelihood of myself being discovered when people are looking for someone like me. So that was number seven, the eighth and final area where you can include these keyword terms and phrases is none other than your hashtags. Again, we've already talked about hashtags enough in this episode, but I've often found that people use hashtags that are way too broad, way too generic, or they go to the opposite end of the spectrum. They're way too specific. They're way too, hyper niche. And so no one is even looking those things up hashtags on Instagram were the original keywords. So now as we move into this phase where keywords are more broadly applicable and you can include them in more areas, yeah, go ahead and make sure to include them in your hashtags as well. And if you want to learn more about hashtags, I highly recommend checking out the episode of Build Your Tribe that we did just a few weeks ago, giving you all of my best tips and strategies around finding your ideal list, making sure that your hashtags aren't too big, aren't too small, avoiding the biggest pitfalls or mistakes of hashtags, and just overall how to use them to actually see effective results in 2024. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you, and I'll see you next time. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangee Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stenge Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangey Law Firm has an office in Wichita, Kirk Stangee, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.